Previously on Sammy Magic. Welcome one and all to Wizard History. Today we'll be taking an ever-winding look into yet another chapter in that heavy, heavy book that we call history. For today, we are going to be discussing the history of a school destined for turmoil and chaos, but also magic. OG Batman wanted the best of the best. He wanted students that had proven track records, whose families were home to the best wizarding pedigrees. He wanted Wizard Harvard to put out the greatest possible students they could. The Rude Boys House is built on perfection. It's built on family. It's built on blood. And there's no way that filthy is getting put with us. Oh. Well, that's mildly racist, don't you think? How did OG Badman decide to respond to the school allowing in students without pure blood? Uh, the, ans- the answer, of course, was C, because, of course, that absolute psychopath decided the best thing to do was put a big-ass snake underneath the school. Unfortunately, however, the mystery of what happened next in the story of OG Badman remains unsolved. You suck. and turns in his bed, the lessons from the professor replaying in his head over and over again, remembering the torrid tale of O.G. Badman, the historic professor who started Wizard Harvard and found himself quickly cast out due to his hatred for those born without pure blood. And unfortunately for Sammy, he tossed and turned in the middle of the night, his mind racing between thoughts of that lesson and that image on the wall. That horrid message scrawled in incomprehensible text, which merely read, Beware the air of bad man. And those thoughts raced through his head, but there was one other thought that kept finding its way into the psyche of our dear hero. And it was the day when he arrived at Wizard Harvard for the first time. It was the day he arrived for his sorting ceremony. And he remembers that sorting fedora being placed upon his head. And after less than a second, the sorting fedora proudly proclaiming that Sammy Magic belonged in the home of the Rude Boys. The home of OG Batman. And even despite the assertions of their professor Grumblebum, the hat still commented that he deserved to be in the Rude Boy's house. Sammy Magic didn't know how to explain it, but he felt like he was the heir of OG Batman. The evidence was there from the very beginning. The evidence was there when that sorting fedora was placed upon his head and proudly proclaimed, Rude boys! And ever since, Sammy had been running from a destiny that had been given to him that very first day. These thoughts continued to clack around in his head, causing him to toss and turn in his bunk, when finally a voice pipes up. Sammy, what's your problem? I'm trying to sleep over here. It was Sammy's best friend, Greg Ginger, because for as long as Sammy had been up tossing and turning, Greg had been seeing his best friend under such duress and finally decided to say something. 
Well, it's just, you remember what was written in the hallway? Beware the air of bad man. I mean, my very first day here, they they said I belonged in the rude boy's house. Ever since, it seems like that declaration from the Sorting Fedora has followed me every single step of the way, and I... Don't say it. I think I might be the heir of Badman. Okay, Sammy, yes, I get it. I'm the sidekick. I'm the one with the silly voice. But look at me for one second and try to tell me that after everything you've done, after defeating Evil Douglas, after fighting for this school every step of the way, after working your ass off at the end of last semester just to stay in this school, do you really think you belong in the rude boy's house? Well, no, the sorting fedora said- Forget what the sorting fedora said. It, it could have said anything up there. I mean, it's just a sentient hat. What, what special abilities does it have to really be able to determine where you go? These labels, they don't matter. I mean, sure, it gives us a, a good friendship, and it gives us a fun little rivalry with the schools across the yard. But to be honest with you, Sammy, there are cowards in the lion hearts. There are idiots in the big nerds. And there are good men in the rude boys. These labels don't mean anything. You define who you are. Well, Greg, that is, um, not gonna lie, a lot more intelligent than anything I'd ever expect to hear out of your mouth. And besides... If anybody in this school is evil enough, dark enough to be considered the heir of OG Batman, I mean, it's probably bad boy Barry Snakeman himself. The two stare at each other for a few moments, each slowly realizing something. Oh god, it's Barry! The duo rush into the central room of the Lionheart's headquarters, each battling back and forth with this realization. Okay, uh, yeah, well, Barry's a bad guy, but surely he's not that bad of a guy. I mean, it's a big room with a giant snake in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's probably not Barry. There, there's no way it could be him. Oh, God, it's totally him. No, calm down. We, we can't go down this rabbit hole. Surely there's nothing that Barry's done that's actually evil. I, I mean, OG Badman was a truly bad man. Barry hasn't done anything. Are you sure about that? A voice comments from behind them, and they turn to see Harmony Smarts staring at them. Because I get it, you two don't have to deal with the whole non-wizarding parents thing, but I do. And as much as you want to act like what OG Batman preached isn't still alive and well, it is. And the number one person who time and time again I hear it from is Barry. So, what do you propose? Go see a teacher? Tell him that, hey, one of the top students at the school might just be an evil guy. The, t the top guy, your favorite student in the Rude Boys. Yeah, he may have opened a giant room filled with an evil snake. How, how well do you think that's going to turn out for us? Now, not to mention, we don't have any evidence on him. Well, we could find some. Harmony responds, causing the duo to immediately erupt in uproarious laughter. Stop laughing at me! I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's just, it's just... We can't get into the rude boy's house. I mean, it is in the basement. They put them locked away, and I don't exactly see how you're planning on getting any evidence on him. 
Well, I guess you're right. They wouldn't allow us in there, but they certainly would allow snips and snails, wouldn't they? What are you getting at, Harmony? Well, uh, Barry doesn't exactly have a lot of confidants. At worst, he has snips and snails. Two complete and total idiots. So, at the end of the day, if anyone was to know about this plan, it would be them. Ah, I see what you're saying. So what you're proposing is me and Sammy go full good wizard, bad wizard on them. Really juck them up for some, for some information. I'm... No, that's not exactly my plan. It's a little bit more tame than that. Alright, fine. Greg sighs, putting down a police baton that he manifested out of absolutely nowhere. So what exactly is your calm and rational plan? I propose we make a magic potion that turns us into snips and snails, sneak into the rude boy's house, and then we can get our answers straight from the horse's mouth itself. Somehow that's more ridiculous than Greg's idea. You realize that, right? Like... You're supposed to be the smart one here, and you want us to have a costume party and then go try to ask our mortal enemy what his evil plan for attacking the students with a big snake is. Well, do you have any better ideas? I've got one, Greg comments, picking the police baton back up excitedly. One that doesn't involve police batons. Harmony, Sammy finally comments after a moment. I need you to be level with me here. Sure. Are you just doing this because you found a new potion that you really want to make and you're trying to find an excuse to make it? Absolutely. All right, fine, I'm in. What? No, this is ridiculous. We're going to get kicked out of school for this. Greg comments before looking up at Harmony, who gives him the glare. You know the one. Okay, fine, I'm in. Excellent, I'm gonna head to the library to study up on it. I'll see you guys tomorrow after the big game. Oh no, Sammy comments, rushing back towards his bed. Sammy, where are you going? The big game, it's tomorrow. Rude Boys versus Lionheart. This is the biggest game of the year and I've stayed up all night just worrying about this. Oh God. Sammy was right to worry. Because in this dark world of evil wizards and horrifying basilisks, there was one thing that held precedent over everything else. Wizard football! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the biggest game of the series in this year's Wizard Football League. I, of course, am your host, Tort Justice. And let me tell you something, folks. We are in for one hell of a game tonight. Tell them about it, Cotton. Well, the football's gonna be in the air, and they gotta catch the football, and the football's gotta go in the hoop. That's right, Tort, but let me tell you something. The one person who we are gonna be keeping a close eye on is Sammy Magic. We've been told he didn't have a good night last night, and that may just lead to a bad day for the Lionhearts. You know the football! And thus, the most important game of the year began. The Lionhearts facing off against their hated rivals, the Rude Boys. And of course, Sammy Magic, our beloved Seeker, is now going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the new Seeker for the Rude Boys. Bad boy, Barry Snakeman. And of course, during the game, Sammy's suspicion of Barry only grew higher and higher as the bronzed falcon that they were both seeking after suddenly became a lot more aggressive. 
aggressive. It was violent, assaulting Sammy every single step of the way. Rushing towards him and pecking at him with its metallic beak, it was drawing blood, and Sammy couldn't help but see the grin growing on Snakeman's face with every assault that the bronzed falcon took on him. You having some trouble, Magic? It's just a big old bird. Come on, bird brain. You got this. Shut up! Sammy comments with rage before rushing towards the bronzed falcon who dodges at the last minute causing him to immediately soar through the uprights and connect with the wizard football itself deflecting it from going into the goalpost preventing a much needed field goal for the rude boys. I'm sorry, coach. I didn't mean to do it. Sammy comments during halftime where Dr. Touchdown himself, Ollie Goodsport, was pacing back and forth. Yeah, yeah, Sammy, we all know it wasn't your fault. None of this was our fault. Because to be honest with you, when I looked out on that field today, I didn't see any of you out there. I saw a bunch of zombies just going out onto that football field and pretending like they knew what they were doing. I saw Harold playing in dirt. I saw Stevie chewing on one of his cleats. And I saw old Sammy Magic running away from the bronzed falcon. It was trying to kill me. That's no excuse for bad football. Seems as if my team didn't show up to play today. And I'm left with you pukes. With that comment, Dr. Touchdown spat on the ground and went outside to warm up on his own time, leaving the team alone. They had never seen Dr. Touchdown so furious before, so disappointed, and Sammy knew he had to get the team back on the right track. And he realized exactly how he was going to do this as he looked down at that bench where Dr. Touchdown had just sat. He rushed over, dug through Dr. Touchdown's things before he found exactly what he was looking for. Guys, come here. I've got a plan. Sammy comments as he holds up the one thing that would get this team together. A water bottle that Sammy had hastily slapped a post-it note to and wrote, Ollie's Secret Stuff. This must be what makes Ollie so good at football. Wait a minute. One of the upperclassmen comments from the back. You're telling me that if I drink out of that bottle, I'ma get good football superpowers like Dr. Touchdown? That's exactly what I'm saying. Sammy comments, rolling a 20 on his bluff attempt, causing everyone to rush forward and grab that water bottle and each of them sip from it until there was no water left. And now in the second half of the game, there weren't a team of misfits rushing that field. No, no, no. It was a team of people all empowered through the magical abilities of Dr. Touchdown himself. The team performed amazingly, juking, jiving, and doing general football stuff. And our hero, Sammy Magic, was doing equally well until suddenly... The bronzed falcon turned and faced him, its eyes beginning to glow red as his feathers shot out and he grew to that of the size of a normal human being. And now there is a full-on wrestling match happening in the skies between Sammy Magic and the bronzed falcon who would do anything to take him out on that day. 
My God, ladies and gentlemen, we have got us a regular barn burner happening in the skies right now. Sammy Magic, the reigning champion, taking on the Bronze Falcon in what is to be an absolute bloodbath. That's right, I mean, look at him. He is going for the clothesline. Oh, Bronze Falcon dodges it. And oh, gets a beautiful back suplex. Trying to knock Sammy off of that broom, but you can see, luckily, Sammy is holding on to it by just one one finger and can he do it can he do it oh yes jumps back up onto the broom and it's a beautiful diving crossbody onto the bronze falcon but oh look at that the bronze falcon catching him in midair before oh look at this just hitting sammy magic with his own stick this is this is a ridiculous show from the falcon tonight that's right i have got to say bronze falcon i've liked the kids work in the past but today it's just not gonna pay off for him if the ref realizes that he's using that for an object this match can be called off in an instant that is absolutely right but wait a minute wait a minute look at this Sammy magic using the momentum of the broom to soar up in the air and oh beautiful drop kick straight to the skull but oh look at that unfortunately the bronze falcon thinking quickly has snapped the broom of sammy magic tossing it back to the earth and now the only things that stand in between sammy magic and slamming into the earth is the bronze falcon himself that is right and you can see the bronze falcon has him up looking to end it looking to end it now going for that power bomb but no look at this sammy magic reverses reverses he's got him up pile driver and with that declaration, Sammy Magic grabs the Bronze Falcon in a pile driver, his head between his legs, and they both hurtle towards the earth. And at the very last minute, the Bronze Falcon's head collapses into the earth, and Sammy Magic holds on to him with all his might because Sammy Magic had done it. He had captured the Bronze Falcon. He had defeated him in aerial combat. And that meant one thing that the Lionhearts were victorious. Unfortunately for Sammy, however, he did snap both of his arms during the battle, which is why he awoke moments later in the infirmary. Looking down at his arm, he saw it wiggling back and forth, almost as if there were no bones in it whatsoever, and two popsicle sticks glued to both sides, acting as the worst splint on the planet. Next to him was a note, which read, You're welcome, kid. Good work out on the field today, Gandalf. Sammy sighed and ripped the popsicle sticks off of his arm as a nurse rushes by and hands him a glass of liquid that makes bones grow back. Hey, hey, she who should not be named. I know my show's dumb, but at least I never thought about magic juice that makes bones grow back. You ridiculous transphobe. Anyway, Sammy looked up and smiled at the nurse when suddenly a voice called from behind him. Good work out there today. Sammy turned around with a sigh as he locked eyes with her because strolling his way was the last person Sammy Magic wanted to see that day. Strolling his way was none other than Derby. 
Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art, and massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. Today's sorting ceremony will be performed for the Audioverse Awards, the podcasting award system that nominated us for Best New Storytelling Production and then didn't give us the award. And to the Audioverse Awards, you're in the big stupid dumb butt house. That's what you get for not giving Sammy Magic an award. No, but seriously, this sorting ceremony will be performed for everyone who voted for us in the Audioverse Awards, because we in the past may have sorted you into a separate house, but to be honest with you, just giving this show your support and your love instantly puts you in the Lionheart's house, because what a brave move to support this show that's probably going to get sued to hell one day. Thank you, we love you, and welcome to the Lionhearts. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at ScottyMo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And as always, remember the many adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total pair which means you can't sue me.